You're listening to the Blue Family Tree Podcast. We're here to help you rob the pension bank. It's your host, coming to you from Colorado, Patrick Rice. Welcome back to this episode of the Blue Family Tree. Just like she said, our goal here is to keep you alive well into retirement. Take that pension bank for every last cent you can, and in order to do so, we give you a few things to think about that will help keep you alive and get you home safe at the end of every shift. I've got a couple of labs. Labrador Retrievers, I mean. I've got a brown one, and I've got a, I guess, a yellow one. One's nine, and one's two. So I'm used to getting lathered in dog slobber when I come through the door at the end of the day. But when we're on calls, it doesn't always work out that way. Sometimes that lovable lab isn't so lovable. So don't just look at the kind of dog that you're approaching and assume that it's going to be like your dog at home. There are some mean labs out there. And of course, we all know about the ankle biters. We all know about the pit bulls. But some of the nicest dogs I've met have been pit bulls. So when we're talking about officer safety and we're looking at how we're approaching a house or approaching a car on a traffic stop and that big furry head comes out, you know how you've, you've all been there. You've seen it. It's scary just for a minute, but don't stop and think, oh, it's just a lab. He's not going to hurt me. Sometimes those dogs are the worst. So that's all we're talking about. This is going to be like the world's shortest microcast, but I just want to put out there don't get fooled by the kind of dog because of what you have or what your neighbor has. My my neighbor has a couple of the nicest little mutt German shepherds you'll ever see. And those dogs would never hurt me. And they come running up vicious as can be. And they run like they're going to tear my teeth out of my mouth right up until they get to me. And then they lick me to death. So it's easy maybe to get lulled into, particularly if you are a dog guy off duty, the thought that this dog's not going to hurt me. Be careful with that because you never know what kind of dog you're approaching or whose dog you're approaching or how they've trained them or if this particular person has trained their dog to attack cops specifically. It happens. It happens out there. They, they, they sick their dogs on us sometimes. Don't be fooled because they're your furry little friends. Dogs can be dangerous. My partner and I, years back, were approaching a house or a disturbance had been happening, and we were there to make an arrest on a gentleman. And as we approached the house, we saw that there was a waist-high white picket fence that ran around this house, uh, around the front yard of the house. So as we walked off of the street, we had to go through this fence. And then we had about a 20- or 30-foot walkway up to the front door, and the front door was closed. So as he and I approach, we come through the gate. We, of course, do the dog shake, make sure that there's no dogs that are going to run around from behind a bush or something when they see us come through the gate. And then we came through the gate and we started walking up to the house. We got about halfway across that distance between the fence and the house and opened the front door. Here comes three big pits snarling and growling and barking. And I don't know how, but somehow by the grace of of God himself, my partner managed to draw his taser, turn it sideways like we've been taught in training, and he managed to just nail that lead pit. But it wasn't over. There's two more pits coming, and I'm thinking to myself, there is no way we're taking down all three of these pits. We're not getting outside this fence. We're going hands-on with two pit bulls. Nope, didn't happen. As soon as they saw the lead pit hit the ground with 60,000 volts of electricity pulsing through his body, they must have thought that God reached out and touched him, 
and that we were God because they turned around and ran straight back in that house. They didn't want anything to do with it. I don't know what they thought happened to their buddy, but they knew or at least believed that we did it and they didn't want anything to do with it. They didn't even have to feel it themselves. It was an amazing tool. But keep that in mind. If you're going to be tasing dogs, you got to turn that thing sideways so you can land both probes. I know we've all been taught about throwing our keys or doing something to distract the dog. And if that's your training and that's what you need to use, obviously consider those options. But if it comes to having to tase a dog, uh, make sure you're using that thing properly. Don't be fooled that dogs are going to be our friend and lick us to death because that's what all your friend's dogs do. Pay attention to our furry friended canines. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Blue Family Tree Podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe for future episodes. You can listen to us on iTunes and Spotify, and of course, thebluefamilytree.org. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram. Remember, our primary mission is to provide families of fallen peace officers with a financial gift made up collectively from law enforcement families and close law enforcement supporters from around the country through small monthly donations. Learn how you can contribute to our collective gift at thebluefamilytree.org. And until next time, stay safe. You're listening to the Blue Family Tree Podcast.